Oh, glory. Hallelujah, Jesus. Yes, yes. Amen, 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 amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Lord, we come before you to surrender our minds, our wills, and our ways to you in Jesus' name. And to recognize and resist Satan's insinuations as well as his lies from taking our, our thoughts and capturing them in our hearts. We refuse to take offense and fall into the bait of Satan. Thank you for we think on things pure good that brings life and virtue and keep peace in order for us to grow in statue, knowledge, and wisdom. Thank you for your word that we shall now dine on. And Father, I ask you to continue to show me the things you want me to see so when I do speak, it will be only those things that you want me to say. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Okay, I, I um, wrote this prayer this, this morning because um, different things that come across my path and it was, was told to me how, you know that the enemy is the prince of the air. So based on your heart, you know, the sores, the sows, the seeds, based on your heart would determine what you actually hear. So what I'm saying is what can come out of my mouth can be interpreted in many ways. Okay, because I, I don't remember if it was Saturday or Wednesday, but I, 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 I mentioned about how you don't have to go anywhere in order to get, and it was interpreted that if you did, it was evil. And I said, I never said that. But because of your heart, and, and oh, see, when offense sets in, like immediately, you don't hear what you need to hear. And so that's what you heard after that because immediately offense set in. And, and the Lord brought that to my attention and, and that's why I decided that I'm gonna keep praying this as often as possible so that we don't become offended by things that the enemy has allowed you to hear in error. Okay, we are in um, 1 Timothy chapter 2. And uh, we're going to meditate on verses 1 through 8, my, one of my favorite beginning verses in the Bible. And so I'm going to read the verses and then we're going to go back and dissect them. Second, I mean, I'm sorry, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercession, and giving of things be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. But this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Whereunto I am ordained a preacher and an apostle, I speak the truth in Christ and lie not, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and verity, or another word is truth. I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Amen. There is so much in these verses. I didn't even uh, think I was going to get past one. <laughs> it took me most of the study time to even get past, uh, past one. So I titled this message, My House Shall Be Called a House of Prayer. Okay, and so um, I mean, going back, and, and the Holy Spirit is really going to have to direct me how how to do this because it, it seems like I'm kind of be back and forth with with this. <laughs> okay, um, so it started out 
it's Paul saying, I exhort therefore, and exhort means come near. I'm inviting you, I'm invoking, I beseech you, I call forth, I, I am entreating you to pray. And, and the reason why this verse it captivated me, and I'll probably be on this for a while, I may not even get through everything, is because this is what I've been saying. The church primary purpose is to pray, but it seems to be an extracurricular activity if we think about it. It's not a primary cause in the body of Christ, okay? This is why we're having what we're having because prayer is something extra. It is not the priority or the main thing. And as we study, we're going to find out it is the main purpose. And everything else follows after that. Amen? And, and so this is why Paul is, 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 is trying to get them to, to understand. And he says, first of all, that first of all, which is most, the most important part of all things concerning church mm-hmm. is prayer. That should be first and foremost, okay? Now, in my commentary, it says, first of all, prayer is the whole uh, uh, preeminent place in church meetings, okay? It's, it's the whole, the, the primary preeminent place and church meetings <laughs> because God knows that without prayer we don't grow and without proper prayer and the understanding of prayer we cannot grow and advance nor do you understand the kingdom of heaven written in this word called this book called the bible Amen? You don't know nothing about what God has intend for you and anyone else because your prayer life is little to none. And when I talk about a prayer life, I'm not talking about bless me, Lord. And all your focus is on you. Amen? Amen. Everything that we are doing should be birth, bathe, in prayer. That's why he is writing this because he's writing it to Timothy. He's writing it to the leaders of the churches. So whatever they learn is supposed to be passed down to the parishioners in order for you to be strong in the Lord, in order for you uh, to grow in spiritual understanding, wisdom, and knowledge to be successful in life. You see, as a believer, you don't have a separation of life. So as a a believer, then you don't come to church and just think you're supposed to have just like a goosebump kind of experience and, 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 and that's it. You come here to get equipped, informed, in order to live out there. So what's going on out there has to be brought in here and go through the Bible to talk about it so you can be the overcomer that Jesus says you are based on the word of your testimony and the blood of the lamb. So you can't rule out what you have to face out there in the world and separate it and then come in here. That's why you're not successful. That's why we're being tormented mentally. That's why we are overcome by the things of the world and the cares of the world because we have the audacity to think that it's not supposed to be talked about in here, but everything that's out there is in this book. And is everything that Jesus had to face while he, he was on earth as a human. And the whole reason, let me tell you, the whole basic reason that he became a sacrifice for us was to deliver us from government. Do y'all realize that? And then you come here and you don't want to hear about it? 
Well, where are you going to get the truth? Where are you going to get the good news about it? Let's, let's just practically think about this. Now, this one. Now. We are dealing with some stuff out here that we don't know how to deal with. And we don't understand it. But yet when we come in here, we don't want to hear about it. Do you hear what I'm saying? But when you come in here and you hear about it, it's to show you how to deal with it. And to overcome it. And in most situations, to change it. Because we know how to pray. We are agents of prayer. We are warriors of prayer. Do you understand what I'm saying? Even the enemy recognize God's warriors when he see them. When we went downtown and we're walking past a lady, she don't know us from nobody, don't have a clue about why we were down there. And she says, wow. Y'all look like soldiers. We didn't have on no outfits to make us look like soldiers. She's, but she was allowed to see in the spirit. Do you understand what I'm saying? And all, the only reason why we had an appearance of like a soldier before her is because that was the core ministry. The daughters of Zion was birth in prayer. That's our MO. That, and that's what we do. That's why it was formed. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's why we look like soldiers. We can only look like soldiers when we major in prayer. Because it's what, that's what's going to come against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and spiritual wickedness in high places. Not the name of your church. Not the name of your pastor. Or not a political party. So, okay. So he says, first of all, um, this is what you do as you pray. But then he gives them four ways of praying. Supplication, prayers, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Now, in this particular verse, the Greek meaning for man here is mankind. So he tells them, what I, I need you to do, first of all, come with your supplication. Make special request. You know, there's a scripture, and I think it's in Matthew, it says don't pray, uh, 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 what is, amiss. Thank you. Don't pray amiss. Like, don't come vague. Praying, pray with specification. That's what I call prayer petitions. Okay? So you know the issue. Now you ask God. Show me in your word how I need to pray. And then you're giving him certain specifications because you are petitioning the court, the highest court. <laughs> and because you're petitioning the highest court, when you come with the specifications that come out of his word, he's forced to hear you and to act on, judge on that behalf. Stir him up, Jesus. Stir him up, Jesus. Mm, mm. Then he says, with prayers. That means come with general words embracing various kinds of prayer. So, you remember, there's a time for everything? Okay? And there's certain kinds of powers that you're fighting. You don't fight the same thing all the time. That's why he says in Ephesians that we don't war in the flesh. Why? Because we're coming against the principalities, powers, rulers, spiritual wickedness in high places. The war varies based on the demon behind what's going on. And when you're seeking God, you will find out what forces are you standing against right now that, make, that, that equips you. That's why he says, put on the whole armor. Why? Because each piece determines what the battle is. And you are fully covered when you know how to pray with a full armor on 
than just grabbing one little piece, which is an elementary piece that you learned maybe when you were a child. <laughs> it's time for us to grow up and take authority. Jesus says, all power and authority has been given in, unto me. I give it unto you. So what he said, we can say. Uh, you know, um, Dan and I was, was, was talking um, the other day and was, and was talking about how somebody's prayer stopped a, a storm or whatever. And I said, people don't realize that he said, all power and authority has been given unto me. I give it unto you. Didn't Jesus speak peace to the wind? Yes. To the storm? Yes. And so I know it works because I've done it many occasions where I have just went and stood at the storm and said, peace be still in the name of Jesus. And it worked. Why? Because I believe what I read. And then I spoke what I heard. My master, my teacher tell me, not because I'm powerful. It's not my power, it's not my might, by my might, it's by his spirit that I employed. Yes. And because my faith allowed me to employ it, he had to show up and do it. Yes. Amen. 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 So um, he says with uh, uh, different kinds of prayers. The Lord's Prayer, which is, I think we're going to go back to the basics. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because the Lord's Prayer is, you know, you can recite that if you want to, but it was written to give us a format yes. of how to enter into God's presence and pray. Yes. And so in that format, there's the prayer of adoration, yes. which means you don't just start coming begging That's right. and complaining. You give him some adoration Amen. and some praise, yes. okay? Amen. You enter to his courts with praise, okay? So you come with, with uh, uh, confession of your sin. You need to clean your hands. Mm -hmm. you, 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 you need to ask God to examine your heart because there's some sins that's going on that you don't even realize is going on and, or that you're so arrogant that you don't think is a sin. Amen. 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 So we need to confess what we do know and say, God, reveal to me the sins that I need to confess and show me my heart the way you see it so that I can release these things and not keep walking in error ignorantly. Because remember the God of this world, Satan, blinds you. Ignorance is blinding. And he doesn't want us to know the truth. He does not want us to have, have the truth because, see, he know more than you know that you have power in the name of Jesus. So as long as he keeps you blind, you don't operate in that power. Okay, so he wants to keep you ignorant and not be open to what God is, has already said. Because there's nothing new under the S-O-N. <laughs> okay, so, uh, so you, 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 those are the two major things that you need to do first. Because we, we, nobody don't have to tell us how to ask for stuff. Mm -hmm. and, uh, <laughs> and so we need to learn those other things so when we ask, we can receive. Because we know he, 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 he have heard us. And he heard us because the path has been clear for him to hear. Amen. That's why he tells us, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. Amen. He can't hear from heaven because all your mess is blocking him out from hearing. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. So he says, uh, then come within a session. That means you're praying to God on behalf of others. Intercession is the go-between the problem and the Lord. Amen. So as an intercessor, you get in the middle of the thing. Yes. Mm -hmm. And your prayer determines the victory of the thing or the people that you're standing in the gap for. Mm -hmm. wow. Amen. Amen. This is why, and you can tell the others who are missing today, um, why the intercessors need to know an update when you give them a prayer request. Because the prayer is going to either change or cease based 
based on the update information. You come and give them prayer requests, but you never come back and share anything. And so they're still praying on the same thing. So either let them know that there's been a victory, uh, uh, an improvement, or whatever. So that will determine whether or not how do we need to change our prayer strategy or can it just come off the list? Because otherwise it's amiss and presumptuous. And I don't know about you, but I don't have no time wasting to waste on being ignorant. Because I'm trying to make it to eternity. Not about how comfortable I am here. I want to know I have a guaranteed ticket that I will not be here for tribulation. (laughs) I'm going to be up there with my father who art in heaven. Amen. And, and so, and then the last thing is the giving of thanks. And the giving of thanks is a prayer of praise. So after you have petitioned his court with all of the different forms of prayer, now you praise him as if you've already received it. Amen. You, you don't have to beg anymore. You don't even have to ask anymore. You've already presented your petition. Now you thank him continuously and you praise him as if you have it right in your hand. Hallelujah. Because that shows faith. But just keep saying, God, now you know God, God. Well, he knows you don't have any faith in him. You don't believe in him. You're one of them Missouri folks. You got to see it first. (laughs) yes show me and then I'll go Mm -mm. no you better get the stepping so you'll be able to see and see clearer than you've ever seen before okay all right I told y'all we won't get far because now I'm going to tell you about my title (laughs) and the scriptures that is supporting my title you may want to write these scriptures down too the title of this message, especially for, for some of you who had uh, came in after the fact, my house shall be called a house of prayer. Okay, so write these scriptures down. Mark eleven seventeen, Matthew 21, 13. Luke 19, 46. Isaiah 56, 7. Jeremiah 7, 11. And I'm going to go through and read each one of these, even if it seems repetitive. Okay? Amen. So let's start out with um, Isaiah. Isaiah, 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 Isaiah 56. Because if it's in Isaiah, the book of the prophet, it was prophesied Mm -hmm. about what God's house was supposed to be. So 57, 7 says, uh, I'm I'm, I'm sorry, 56. (laughs) 56, 7 says, Even them will I bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices shall be accepted upon my altar, for my house shall be called a house of prayer for all people. This was pronounced beforehand by the prophet. Amen? Now, just go over uh, to one book over to Jeremiah 7, 11. In this house, which is called by my name, become a den of robbers in your eyes. Behold, even I have seen it, saith the Lord. But go ye now unto my place, which was in Shiloh, where I set my name at the first, and see what I did to it before wickedness of my people of Israel. This was a warning. When we don't take, make his house a house of prayer, Some stuff is going to happen. Not, not to the house, the church houses, 
but to the church folks. And one of the things is, as Amos says, there's going to be a famine of the word. Yeah. Not that so much that the word isn't going out, but the understanding of the word is not perceived. Because some of it is, pre is presented more for your um, wealth and gain than it is for your righteous, holy behavior. Amen? Yeah. Let me read you the, um, uh, the commentary out of Jeremiah 7, 11. It says, merely formal religious attendance at God's house is condemned also by Jesus. I have to read this again. I get pleasure out of reading <laughs> stuff I've been saying and didn't even know. <laughs> merely formal religious attendance at God's house is condemned also by Jesus. Let me tell you, when we come here, or anybody, any church of the body of Christ, where the preachers are bold enough to give you biblical understanding concerning the times and the, and the political era that we're in, and you get upset because it's not religious, God said it's condemned. Your attitude about that is an is a attitude of condemnation. Do you hear that? Do you all understand that? Because that is a religious attendance. You didn't come here to get equipped. You came here to be entertained. You came here to get some good news that will help you come up and be high. You can come up and get high off of the truth. And it's going to hold you far more than if I, could, if, if I prophesy something that I really don't have the truth on. Okay, let's go to the uh, New Testament. Uh, let's go over to Mark 11. Mark 11, verse 17. And it reads, and this is Jesus speaking. And he taught, saying unto them, Is it not written, My house shall be called of all nations, the house of prayer. But you have made it a den of thieves. Selling, and, and you know, the, the first time I read that, the first thing I thought about was the selling, selling of dinners and stuff. Because, you know, when the, when, when the Lord gave me the, the uh, commandment or the mission, commission to pastor he's, and have a church, he told me, don't be selling no barbecue dinner and chicken dinners and they're trying to raise money to keep things going. You're going to have to trust me. Amen. And, and, and I'm trusting him. Trust me. Amen. <laughs> okay. But, but so that was the first thing that I thought about was people selling food and stuff like that um, in the church. And there are some churches that have some, some events where they put up tables and tents, and they're selling all kinds of goodies and stuff in there, you know, making it like a little marketplace. But also, when you're selling the message, and it's so high price. Now, I understand that you have to sell to an extent to cover the cost for equipment and what have you. Because even when we order books, we do not mark it up to make some kind of grand profit, we only mark it up to pay for the cost of getting those books. We, we never take it to no outrageous amount like some people. So if, 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 if the book was originally uh, $15, it may get marked up a few dollars and, and no more than $5 than the original cost, okay? I've always tried to keep, when we had the CDs, keep them down at a minimum price because most people were selling CDs at $10 a CD. I, I would never sell a CD for $10. So some of the stuff, we market God's truth. You know, even the, the books and stuff, and, and, and certain things that, that 
uh, people tell you that it's a good book, and it, and, and, and it generally is it's a good book and with some good, good information that can really help you, then they have it market high, so high, and then they tell you to get it for other folks. You can barely get it, get it for yourself. Well, when we have the information, we try to get that information to you at no cost, as much as possible. Okay, and that's why we put stuff in that spindle out there that most people just pass by and they don't even think about it. But that's where we have gained information and knowledge that can benefit you in the world so that you can, you can have it. Amen? So it, it's, it's, it's not just the selling of food and stuff like that. And also you ought to, ought to know too that, thank you, Jesus. Okay, Father, I'm going to trust you. We have seminars and workshops that there's no charge. And y'all do eat. Yeah, we serve food. Amen. But if I was the church that had it going on and had this big, huge choir and all of that, you wouldn't even care what we charge. You'd be right in there. But I bet you you come here. You mean you going to? And then get the information that can help free you free of charge, and then go to the what's happening and put your membership there. Okay, um, Matthew 21. Matthew 21, verse 13. And, and the title of this, these particular verses is Jesus cleansing the temple. <laughs> and said unto them, it is written, my house shall be called the house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. I'm going to read on to 16. And the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. Now, let me, let, let me just say this. This is after he declares to them that his house is going to be called a house of prayer. So in the house of prayer, then when the blind and the lame came, healing came forth. When you set the environment for the power of God to operate because of prayer, then Miracles will happen. Amen. Now let's look what happened in 15. And when the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, these are the hypocrites. <laughs> and the children crying in the temple, and the children crying in the temple, because when, when pure worship, pure truth come forth, children are penetrated. And the children crying in the temple saying, Hosanna to the son of David, because they even knew who he was. Guess what? Those chief priests and scribes were displeased. It says sore displeased. And said unto him, Hearest thou what, what these say? And Jesus said unto them, You have, yea, have you never read out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, thou hast perfected praise. Amen. This is why we, we need to have our children when they're young and you start imparting because they can receive more and better than we can. Okay, go over to Luke 19 because I'm, I'm going to read a little bit more in Luke. And, and in Luke 19 um, is, is the verse 46 that, that uh, Jesus says unto them, it is written, my house is the house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. But I'm gonna go back to verse 28 and we're gonna read to the end, to verse 48. Amen? Amen. Okay, verse 28 of Luke 19. And when he had thus spoken and went before ascending up to Jerusalem, and it came to pass when he was come nigh to Bethpage and Bethany, at the mount called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples. Now, what we need to understand that the Mount of Olives represents Jerusalem, Israel. Okay, those are his people. Let me see. I looked up some uh, definition. Okay, here it is. The, the Mount of Olive, Olive is from an unused root. It's that title means it's from an unused root 
the branch or the berry of the tree. So that means the root is the tree. The tree is Jesus. The branch is Israel. Y'all got it? Okay. That's why it's, it's reference to Israel. Remember when Jesus cursed the fig tree? Okay. That was because Israel wasn't doing what they were supposed to be doing. Okay. So, olive, O-L-I-V-E-T, is called the yard of trees. And Israel, Jesus called the olive. Because also it refers to the anointing. That in order to get the oil, you got to press. And the only way you can get oil from an olive, the olive has to be pressed in the machine for the oil to come out. <laughs> Hallelujah, Jesus. So we have to be pressed for the oil to come out. But he, see, he says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'm always with you. So even when we're going through hard times and being pressed, the oil is there. He equips us to know what to do and say to come out while he's with us. So back to the scriptures. Oh, okay, 29. So I'll read that again because maybe this time it would have a, a deeper revelation to you. And it came to pass when he was nigh to Bethpage in Bethany at the mount called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples saying, Go ye into the village over against you. Let's see what it means by that over again. Oh, opposite of you. And the which at your entering you shall find a colt tied whereon you never... Yet never man sat. Okay. Loose him and bring him hither. So this cult, no, no man had ever written this or sat on it. Okay. And if any man asks you, why do you loose him? Thus shall you say unto him, because the Lord had need of him. Oh, glory. Y'all should be getting some revelation out of this. <laughs> See, there are people who need to be free and delivered because God has a plan for their lives. There's some of us who we need to recognize we need deliverance and freedom because God has a plan for our life and we have not done the purpose he created us to do in the first place. We've just lived life, but we have not come and done what God created us to do before you were in your mother's womb. And 32, and they that were sent went their way and found even as he had said unto them. And as they were loosing the cult. Now, this cult was really being prepared for when Jesus goes to the cross. Bottom line of that, okay. And when they were loosed, the, and, and as they were loosing the cult, the owners thereof said unto them, Why loose ye the cult? And they said, The Lord have need of him. And, and they brought him to Jesus. You see how when they told him what it was needed, they didn't get no pushback. And they brought him to Jesus, and they cast their garments or spread their garments upon the colt. And colt, I'm sorry, I'm talking about colt. Colt, because <laughs> the other word is not a good word. <laughs> and they set Jesus thereon. And as he went, they spread their clothes on the road. When it says in the way, on the road. And when he was come nigh, even now at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, Blessed be the king that cometh in the name of the Lord. See, their eyes opened to see who Jesus really is. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees from among the multitude sent unto him, Master, that means teacher, because that's all they saw him as. They didn't see him as a Messiah, the sent one, just like we have some denominations that see Jesus as a prophet or a good man, but they don't see him because, see, as a prophet and a good man does not mean he has the authority and the power that he was sent here with to set, set us free. So as long as you see him in the natural you, you can't rise in the spirit realm and you can't go up higher in the things of the Lord. Amen. So they tell him, rebuke thy disciples because it's like they're doing all of this just because, and you are nothing but a teacher. And he answered and said unto them, I tell you that 
if these should hold their peace, <laughs> if they keep silent, the stones would immediately cry out because of who I am. If man don't cry out, nature is going to cry out. Are we not in that time right now? Pay attention to what's going on in the world, in the, I mean, in the elements, in the atmosphere. Nature is crying out, okay? And when he was come near, he beheld the city and wept over it because they did not have a clue and they were not doing what they were supposed to do, saying, if thou had, had is known, even thou, at least in this thy day, the things which belong unto thy peace, but now they are hid from thy eyes. Mm. Mm. For the day shall come upon thee that thy enemy shall cast a trench, build an embarkment, and surround you and close you in. Amen. And shall lay thee even with the ground and thy children within thee, and they shall not leave in thee one stone upon another, because thou knewest not the time of thy visitation. Do y'all understand what all of that is saying? Okay, as a result of the church sleeping because we're doing religious acts performing and we're having church. The Bible don't say be ye in church, be ye in Christ. If you're in Christ, then you'll come to church to get filled, refueled, to go out, be ye in, in, in Christ. 45, and he went into the temple and began to cast out them that sold therein and them that bought, saying unto them, it is written, my house is the house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. And he taught daily in the temple, but the chief priests and the scribes and the chief of the people sought to destroy him. Now that was not just the religious people, but it was also the government. And could not find what they might do, for all the people were very attentive to hear him. So anyway, what he's saying, they could not find a real cause for him to be persecuted, because he hadn't done anything. But they conjured up some stuff, because you don't have to do anything <laughs> in order to get in order to get rid of him. Amen? Okay, let's go back over to our scripture in First um, Timothy chapter 2. I'm going to go back to verse 2. It says, we're to give thanks for all, and one, it talks about for all men, for kings. In the Bible, when you hear the word king, it, it, it means for high authority, anybody who's in authority. So that could be the man of the house, your boss, okay? For all, for all that are in authority, mm, Jesus, 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 in a prominent place, you're in a place of authority but it could mean so many things for you. This is why people should be praying for these people who are in authority. Because flesh can't handle position and title sometimes. Yeah. Amen? Amen? That we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. Now, when I read this, what I'm hearing Paul say that there's no good thing in flesh. And there's no human being that you can trust to do always do the right thing. And that the offices are anointed, but the people may not be. So just because the person is in that office does not mean they're the right person for the office. And every bogus thing they put out, do you follow? But you're to pray for their salvation. You're to pray for their deliverance as well as pray for change. Amen. I'm going to, let me see. 
I think I'm going to read David Jeremiah's commentary on that. Let's see. Yeah, 2 2. It says, Complaining about those in authority, government officials, civic leaders, supervisors is easy, but God tells us to do something else. Pray for them. Paul tells Timothy to pray even for kings. This advice is especially remarkable since the Roman Empire at that time was Nero, a cruel persecutor of Christians. <laughs> These intercessions should include requests for their wise and peaceable rule and also prayers for their salvation. As you see, as we pray for God's will to intervene in these situations and the decisions, it will manifest. Now, I've been getting and hearing some praise reports of people who are having to endure injustices as we have stood in the gap and prayed. Okay, as far as people's jobs are on the line if they don't take the vaccination, we're getting good news. Um, uh, United Airlines cannot hold that against them. Amen. I got that today. Yeah. Amen. Um, what else did I get about the, uh, um, the, the judge in um, uh, their um, in, in uh, Texas about the uh, abortion mm -hmm. is in favor of, of the people who are standing for not legalizing abortion. Okay, um, we're, we're, we're printing up the stuff and it's gonna be in the spindle for you. But, you, but we need to be mindful of the power of prayer. Also, we have taken a stand with this group that is praying for 50 days. For 50 days, concerning that cause. Yes. And you, you have your form. They're praying for all of the states, not just particular states. No, that's, that's why the, day, the, uh, the amount of days is 50. Oh. You get it? See, the numbers are important, okay? Yes. And, and, and so if, if we, if, of all the body of Christ all over the United States, thank you, is standing in prayer for this, and this is this is the main thing. And you, it is, when you get it, there's a number on there that you can call at a certain time every day and join in with the prayer. But make sure you pray whether you do that or not. It says, "Lord, we appeal for the life of the unborn today. Lord, please speak to the nine justices of the Supreme Court to protect the sanctity of human life in the womb. In your holy name, we pray. Amen. Amen." This is going everywhere, okay? I admonish, admonish every believer yes. to get on board with this and pray and seek God how to pray. But if you don't do nothing but just pray that one statement Amen. every day, yes. that, that will work. But these are people, these are the intercessors for America. And um, it says the Women's Health Organization challenging pregnancy because they want to say uh, that be because it hasn't been developed yet that it is not a human being and it's not alive well how can you judge something you didn't even create amen so my point is that and I've been I can't even keep up with all of this but people have been sending me texts saying how things have turned in our direction as a result of this because be, because of because of prayer, um, also, um, um, Pastor Tim's wife called me. Well, actually, she texted me, and when she texted me, it was a long text because she had gotten a word from the Lord and was keep getting confirmation after confirmation of it, and she had prayed and asked God, um, how, where could she find some information to get a get an understanding of this and she was seeking to understand and she said the Lord pointed her to me so when she texts me and I says I want to call you to tell you I can't text this <laughs> okay well what she had gotten from the Lord from a vision was 11 11 
And she was trying to figure out, so what did that mean? I'm, I told y'all numbers have spiritual meaning, okay? So what does that mean? When I read the text, immediately I felt I had gotten the understanding of it, but then I went and, and I prayed and, 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 and then did some searching to, to find out. This is why we have to really pray. Remember when Daniel was told to um, pray and fast for 21 days? Daniel decided to fast on his own, but he was given a, a, a number of days by the angel. Okay? And so the angel came to him and he told him, when you set your mind just to fast and pray, your prayers were already answered by the Lord, but it's gonna take 21 days for the battle between the bad evil Amen. and the good evil angels, Amen. between the bad angels and the good angels. It's gonna take 21 days of battling, and so our prayers and fasting is uplifting the good angels, the war against the bad angels, but we're gonna have the victory. Amen. All right? 11, <laughs> glory, is one number past 10. 10 is completion. 11 is one number behind 12. 12 represents government. There's going to be an upheaval. It's up to us to pray. So we'll see the victory. Amen. Do you understand? He's letting her know. Yes. This is a crucial time. Yes. This is an Esther time. Yes. And when I say that, because she called for a prayer and fasting to save her nation, not because she's a female. Men seem to think prayer is a female thing. But as I continue on with this, because I, 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 I'm not, I, I'm going to work with it. Amen. I'm not going to just throw this out. I'm going to work with this, so we're going to have to pick this up, okay? Yes. But there's a, there's, there's, there's a, a, a portion in this verse when Paul is telling that God is asking for the men mm -hmm. to pray yes. Yes. and to stand up with uplifted holy hands to pray. It's, predi it's predicated on the men praying. I've been saying this, I didn't even realize this is biblical. I've been saying this for the longest. When the men take their rightful position in their homes as the priests yes. and begin to pray and lead it with prayer, it will change everything. And so he's asking for the men to do that. We can't get men to come out to the prayers. They won't be emotional and, and stand out like they really love the Lord because it doesn't seem macho. Well, I want, I, I want you to show me when we, if you get there, when I get there, macho men in heaven. Because when we get to heaven, that's all we're going to be doing. Is worshiping and praising. And, and, and when men get in their rightful position, things are going to switch and turn. Why do you think that it was very important for President Biden to have Kamala Harris to be his vice president? Why do you think there's so many of those women who, who won the, the uh, Democratic seat for, uh, for, the, for the Senate at all? Why? Because it's witchcraft. And because that would keep the Antichrist spirit in force and moving because of what they believe and what they're putting out there. That's right. That's right. And we've been duped and deceived with this Black Lives Matter and, 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 and women being leaders and all of that kind of stuff. It's not about that. Let me tell you, I fought against being a pastor for a long time, gave in because he said so, without a full understanding. But I got an understanding today when I was preparing this message more so now Amen. because 
because my MO from a child has been about prayer. I wasn't taught, didn't even understand. And I can remember when I was on my knees in a room praying for my mother to be healed. Nobody taught me that. That was God. And she got up off her sick bed. Okay, and I've been doing that, never knowing and understanding. What ministry was birthed before anything else? A prayer group. Yeah. A prayer group. And it's brought into the church. That is my major thing is prayer. That's God's will. And God uses whom he wants to get it done, to get it done. Amen? Because Amen? Amen. it has to be done. And it's, it's not about authority because I never really believed the women supposed to be pastors. The deal with that. It's like, why you put me in this position? Okay. <laughs> but I understand now. Somebody has to do it. Yes. And I'm, I'm not talking about we're suffering from a lack of churches. No, I'm talking about where you, you it's going to be a remnant of people who will stand and believe God and petition God's court for what's right, yes. just, holy, and not about some pretense kind of position and operation. And, and, and for God to teach me how to write prayer petitions long before I found out about prayers that availed much. It was after that I found out about prayers that availed much then let me know, this is you. Amen. God has a plan. And we got to wake up. And, 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 and we got to put all our little personal stuff on the back yes. of this agenda. First and primary is Jesus Christ. Yes. And our serving and living for him. All of that other stuff, yeah. it does not matter. And it's not going to help you get where you need to be. We need to be in faith and in peace and obedience to God so we can see the hand of God operating and moving in our world today. Because don't think, because you don't understand what your calling is, that when you get to heaven, you, you're not going to answer to God about what you did not do, what you did not say. Besides prayer, God wants the body of Christ to stand up, take a stand, and be heard. It's, we can't just pray our way. We got to take a stand and yes. be heard yes. to make a difference. Yes. And let me tell you that one Sunday we went downtown to uh, stand with the others against abortion. That's just the beginning. Amen. Amen. Okay? Yes. We're, we're going over there to that place where they're killing all the black babies. Men, get your butts together because you're going with us. Amen. Having, standing for life is not a female thing, it's a human Amen. thing. Yes. And we're going to have to do more than just sit around and complain and commiserate about Amen. what's going on. Because even in the Bible, when he allows certain people to lament, that was just, get this out and out of your system so you can get busy. <laughs> there's, there's work to be done and what's amazing that um, in, 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 in Timothy when it gets down to okay he says um, verse 3 of um, chapter 2 but this is good when it tells us about why we're to pray y'all with me Okay, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior. It's good for us to pray these kinds of prayers. Who, because it's God's will that all men to be saved and come unto the knowledge of the truth. For there's one God, one mediator between God and man, the man Christ, who gave himself a ransom for all to be, he gave himself a ransom for us to come into the knowledge that there is one God, one mediator. <laughs> And, and, and that's Jesus Christ. He says, therefore, I am ordained a preacher and an apostle. I speak the truth in Christ and lie not, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and in truth. I will, therefore, that men pray everywhere, 
lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Now, in this verse, when I looked it up, men, I didn't take it for granted that it had the same meaning of men in chapter, in, in verse one. Remember I said in verse one, men represents mankind. In verse eight, when I looked it up, it means the male gender. Are you got your Bible open to the chapter? Okay, um, no, I'm saying so you can follow me. Okay, in verse one of two, when he says that um, uh, all prayers is to be made for all men, it meant mankind, because there are women who are in places of authority. Okay, that's what the Greek meaning for men there. The Greek meaning for men in verse eight is for the male gender. So it's God's will that men, male gender, everywhere are praying with uplifted hands. Now, let me tell you um, what that means. Let me, read, let me read here out of my commentary. I think I'm going to read it out of uh, David's commentary as well. Okay, it says that I will that men pray everywhere, or I intend that men in every locality pray. The Greek word means males. But even though I read this, I looked up in my concordance, and it has two different meanings. Okay, all right, praise the Lord. It says, men are to lead audible in public prayer. Women are to pray silently. This directive remains the same in every locality, geographic being no factor. This is, this, um, this is in, the, in their time, okay? The manner in which men are to pray is that of uplifting, of, up, of lifting up holy hands. That is, that meant lifting up holy hands with a pure life, which is without wrath and doubting or disputes. He's not saying that women can't pray, but the rule then, because men was taking this, that position, that they are to lead, and, and, and so the women are behind praying silently. This is why, you know, when I'm talking to uh, counseling spouses, that women who feel like it's, it's an insult to not work and to stay at home, you know, and be a housewife, and what I try to tell them, what you need to know is that you have the opportunity to really pray for your yeah. husband and pray about some things that he hasn't even had an opportunity to tell you, or maybe he's dealing with something on his job and you don't, you don't know what it is, but because you're praying, God will have you pray for that. Yep. There's power. Yes. There's power in that. And so you'll be able to pray and have keep your, not only your husband covered, but also your children covered and, and, and cause things to break off, cause him to get up and do whatever God has called him to do. All of these kinds of things you have the ability to do that you would not be able to do on somebody's job. Amen. Amen. So don't take that position uh, as some kind of a low position because you don't get to have a career. You, yeah, you got a career. Yes. Because as a wife, you are help meet, which means it's just like being the Holy Spirit. That's a career job. Amen. To do it and do it right. But when we do it and do it right, you'll, you'll see the end results that are going to be so profitable. I mean, there's nothing that you can say that can supersede that kind of, that kind of power. What we plant, when you water it right, God will bring the increase. And it's greater than, you, greater than what you plant it and greater than whatever you can even imagine. And God began to work on their hearts and souls and they don't even know why or that they're being worked on. Amen. They just know the end result after the fact. Amen. 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 And God began to change their, their temperament, their personality and, every, and everything else. Amen. <laughs> Okay, so um, I'll do the benediction and then we'll do the questions and answers so that they can. Um... Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. God, there's so much in your word. 
that we don't know and we need to know. But I thank you for revealing your truths to us. And all we have to do is search it, want it, seek, ask, knock, and it shall be given unto us. So I thank you for your word. And I thank you, Father, for anyone who do not know Jesus as their Lord and Savior, who heard a truth, maybe they can't process it because they don't belong to you. So I pray that you would stir up a hunger and thirst in them to want to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And it is just so simple by humbling yourself saying, Dear Lord Jesus, my Heavenly Father, I am a sinner and in need of a Savior. Come into my life, come into my heart. Save me, deliver me, so that I can come into the knowledge of truth that you have prepared for me. I accept you, Jesus, as my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name, I pray. God, I thank you for the gift of salvation, the gift of your Holy Spirit. And I pray for um, traveling mercies as your people leave here and go to another destination, but that you will give them peace and joy and righteousness of the Holy Ghost so that they can stay closely connected to you and take a stand for what is right and overcome the things that you, Jesus, have already overcome in this world. I pray these prayers in faith, but in the name of Jesus, amen.